Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello, I have major Friday brain, so I'm apologizing to everybody in advance. <laughs> I know, like I'm actually sleeping right now. <laughs> like, so tired. Okay, so let's let's get into this. Okay, so there was like a Curtis Harrison family collision this week. Well, that was confusing to me. Was it like, am I missing something? So Curtis and Finn were friends because of Hayden. Curtis was close friends with Hayden. Ah, okay, okay. Okay. Okay, thank you. And but there was something quite significant. There was a significant moment, if you will. Courtesy of Violet. <laughs> did you okay. did you catch it? I don't I don't know if I have. Can you explain? Okay. <laughs> okay. You're right. Like I'm tired. It's Friday. I don't know why I'm dragging this along. No, like it doesn't matter. Like the whole okay, case. So so it's when Violet says that she loves weddings. Like when she said, like she she got excited. But we all know that Violet loves weddings. She's been excited for weddings, but the weddings <gasps> she's been excited about have never taken place. Oh. So the wedding between um her dad and Anna. And yes. then I believe she was excited about Maxie and Peter's wedding. Yes. And none of those happened. So Violet has not attended a wedding where people actually got married. <laughs> so that was like a huge red flag. That and the fact that Curtis is still currently married. So probably that too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> True, but good, good catch. I did not connect those dots. Fantastic. Yeah. I was like red flag. And I also loved in that scene how they separated the adults and the kids. So they kept the grown-ups talking <laughs> and then the kids went in the pool. <laughs> so Chase and Violet went in the pool. I mean, I'm just happy happy I got a shirtless Chase. So much so that obviously I can't even speak about it. <laughs> I know, I know. And I mean, even he knows. It's like they know when they're doing it. It's like you know what this is for. <laughs> just just do what you paid for. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, 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 back to Curtis, okay? Yes. So, I'm sorry, but how how are you handling the way Curtis is processing the whole Jordan Uh, thing? Can I make a sound about it? Yeah. (sighs) That's how I feel, because... We he's courtesying up everything like this is the guy so that you bad used to make, right you used to make fun of him and we kind of talked about this a little bit like do I we think can. he's gonna go <laughs> <laughs> that he's gonna go full on blaming Jordan and he's just walking around the world thinking like he's just God's gift to every woman and that Jordan is still so head over heels and like lovely of Jordan for protecting Stella but this whole thing these shenanigans are so silly and funny and Curtis just looks like such a fool. Yeah, like, but he's used to it. And so it's like, <laughs> I, I put like, because I'm annoyed with the way that I know he's going to, not that he's going to, he ended up like really vilifying Jordan. But like, back to my old type of comments about Curtis, I wrote, like that gut instinct, the meddler was in the room saying weird things and nothing. Oh my God. Okay, so you know? I, wrote, I wrote like, does he not see their faces? <laughs> I know. And it's like Stella didn't fully explain why she was there. And he's like, that can't mean anything. 
And so, and then what I hated the most is once again, did Curtis, the PI, really need Portia to answer the question about like, what was her motive? And she's like, <laughs> she's still in love with you. Like, why would she want to stay married? Like, are you joking? Like, you're a PI and you guys have made clear that a lot of your PI cases are about cheating and infidelity and like relationships. So did you really need Portia to, like, did you really need to force your fiance to, to spell it out for you? Oh, it was just, it just, at some point I had to look at it as humorous because especially when Jordan's kind of like poking at the situation, like, yes, everybody should be honest. I was not honest. Does Portia know about honesty? <laughs> I loved it, right? Because I love that she bit back. Yes. I'm kind, I've kind of had it with like Curtis's little attitude, like his attitude about it. <laughs> like, the, like, like I cannot, like he crossed lines. Like we thought he crossed a line when he told like TJ, like you should break oh. your oath and risk losing your license so I could do a thing. You know, mm -hmm. like I was like, what is that? And so like what I really don't like is how Curtis was thinking like it was intentional. It's like, how could she lose the papers? during kidney failure you know what i mean like he's like she's so organized but at the same time as jordan you know tried making it plausible i was really ill like she literally left the city for months to try to not die and he's like but you're organized though like i'm just like <laughs> come on and as portia points out like regardless of not whether like she did it on purpose and like didn't want you to be divorced like how has she actively pursued you otherwise okay so that got me thinking just about the women that curtis surrounds himself by either by family or by choice so here we have a list portia lied stella lied a bunch of times jordan lied hayden lied nina lied like Who's the problem here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the liars, but no, I think what you're saying is Curtis is the problem. We're attracting, attracting liars and demanding honesty. I don't know if I answered that. How dare he? Like Marshall, like if you want to extend it to the men in his life, Marshall. <laughs> you know, but like you're right. Like everybody lies. It's like he's currently lying about like his work <laughs> business. And he, look, I just think he held Jordan. Like, I guess it sounds weird. I think he held his wife to too high of a standard. I feel like he expected his wife to be more honest than all the other people. And I don't think that's fair. <laughs> that's I, I totally agree. And, what, and like what I felt was inappropriate, but it was like him going to TJ. Being oh. like, so like your mom and her dating life. And he was like, what? <laughs> like, I like how TJ responded appropriately when he was pushing boundaries. But then he uses that interaction to tell Portia, like, after talking to, like, TJ, I feel like, yeah, like she's been throwing herself into work. And I'm just like, how was talking to TJ a conclusion about anything? Like, as a PI, like, okay, she's lying. There's something she's not telling me. Cover up? Like, any of those things cross your mind. But either way, like, I still think her story is plausible. I've always felt most of Jordan's lies were plausible. And so just the fact that, like, like that she really was sick. Like, it's not possible that when you're absent from your city for months on end and other people are in your office, that mail can't get lost. I agree. And I like that Portia turned it around on Curtis and asked him the hard question, which I was thinking too, like he's making this so dramatic and such a big deal out of it. But the reality is, if things were different, 
would you still be with Jordan? And he took so like you, when you ask a man a question, it's got to be on the dive. It's got, there's, there can't be a breath. There can't be a pause. And that man paused until like the next scene. I don't even know what's going to happen. <laughs> I love that. I love that you said that. Anyways, actually to say about that after, but like, no, you're right. Um, that was too long of a pause. And I do think he's being dramatic because even Portia and she's, quick to be a little bit on the jelly side but even she's mm -hmm. saying okay so if all the worst case scenarios in your mind are true so what right <laughs> like you know what i mean and then when he, he was like i didn't think i would i would i didn't end up in this conversation well if you keep harping <laughs> at it she is going to turn around and ask you like why are you why can't you let this go like why can't you let jordan go you legit gotta get the freaking copies go up to her face hole sign it and file it so like, why all the blah, blah and not the sign sign? <laughs> okay. Like I'm getting angry. Like I'm getting kind of agitated right now. And then I, I love the question mm -hmm. she, she ended with, which was, and if she told the truth, would that have helped? Yeah. But then like Portia, it's like, which truth? Because right? if, she, if she told the truth then yeah, there wouldn't have been a problem. But you now telling the truth about Trina, I think there's going to be a problem. No, I think it's going to be blowback. <laughs> and like I said, it's going to look real bad if he is very forgiving of the lies around him because he's been pretty forgiving of Marshall's lies, Stella's lies. And I mean, look, there's a chance he'll be mad a bit, but that he might be more inclined to forgive the mother of his child. And I think that at that point, Jordan would have a reason to be like, literally, my lie was about a case. You're yes. mad that I lied to. Oh, think about that he's mad that she lied about Taggart being dead when he wasn't. Yes. Because it meant that Trina, he had to deal with like his guilt, obviously of Taggart's death, but also a little bit of like Trina's wrath, which would, he was willing to kind of take on. But the thing is like Portia did more to kind of disrupt the relationship between him and Trina by like not telling uh, him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Like I'm just realizing all of that. That's crazy. Okay. So when you said the whole pause thing, like, I just want to point this out. TJ left us like really oh. scared two times, two times. He did the, the silent thing. Yes. Two it times. was frustrating as heck. I'm like, is he dead? Like I just kept waiting I know. for like, this <laughs> moment. And I am very I know. grateful. Like, grateful that he made it through but yes those pauses like they need to teach him how to communicate that news a little better <laughs> but he did good he's being a soap doctor so he definitely passes as a soap doctor doctor but frustrating because i was scared like that he was actually gonna die so like he's not gonna die like he's gonna die like he's not gonna die like i was going back and forth when i was watching that <laughs> but it was interesting how they did all that though because the whole thing with brando starts with um did you find that they went really fast with the like Brando Sasha scenes? Like because before they of... get because before they got to Charlie's, they were like doing paperwork. Yes. Wait a second. Where really? were they doing the paperwork? Like for the conservatorship? At the hot it looked like the hospital conference room. And I'm just kind of wondering for a second. Why would you be arranging a conservatorship plea deal at the <laughs> hospital conference room and not at a lawyer's <laughs> office? That just hit me. That's Any, very okay. true. <laughs> okay, so, I don't know. I just, I just felt like those conservatorship scenes like jumped really fast. Like the cut and the edit was fast because there was a point where, like, first of all, you can't help but notice that like Gladys is in the meeting one, but then there were some yes. close up 
Well, I couldn't stop saying close ups. I just couldn't finish the word. Close ups, 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 ups. <laughs> okay. So there was close up scenes of Sasha and Brando, like just talking mm-hmm. of the of the thing, and then like then it cuts, and then Gladys is just right up in them, standing in between, and it almost felt like <laughs> where did she come from? It wasn't a gradual cut. It was just fast. And yes. then they jumped to the six. Cause I just thought at the meeting that maybe like she would have second thoughts and be like, I want the conservatorship, but maybe let's have it be Gladys than Brando. But I realized that's not a decision you make when you're of, when you're in a calm state of mind or at the very least in a calm situation, right? You're not going to immediately pick Gladys as your first choice. And then I found that once they signed the papers, the scenes jump really quick. We're all celebrating. And I'm like, celebrating? Like, I don't understand, like, like, like Gladys and Brando. Like, me neither. Don't. Like, let's celebrate against some dessert. You know, like, I get they're celebrating that Sasha's not going to jail. But yes. Sasha just signed her life away. Like, let's celebrate. I was like, the tone here feels so off. It does. And I found it really interesting, especially when Gladys is like, you know what? I'll just go and order for everybody. Is that okay with you, Sasha? She's like, well, I've got to get used to it. <laughs> I know. I, but that's exactly what I think we have in, in store. Like, yes. like, look at that little nugget, that little preview. Oh my God. It's so true. And I hope it's comical because like this whole thing with Sasha, like all I kept thinking is how the heck does she have to deal with all of this? How is she going to manage her addiction, the loss of a son? I thought Brando is, you know, not going to make it, or I don't know what, like, ailments he'll have after the fact. It's just a lot for one little human to handle. And that's the thing. Like, if he has some kind of recovery ahead, there's a good chance they'll be like, well, maybe he needs to focus on himself. Like, maybe he can't decide for two people right now. (laughs) And that's where Gladys comes in. And I do hope for that comedic element, right? Because it is a serious storyline. And not to take away from that, but it's nice to have, like, these are some times where you want some Gladys moments. It is. And we like a little bit of dark humor, you and I. So I think it would be just kind of like a way to demonstrate this and capture our attention. So, so I thought it was interesting, the combo. Okay. So you have this coming into Charlie's and then in the backdrop, you got like Joss in this beautiful, long pink dress. Mm -hmm. It kind of looks like what a girl would wear in a horror movie. <gasps> I didn't, but the whole thing like they picked up on like horror movies b movies like the way they put that all together like general hospital was amazing it was on point oh my gosh i'm so excited that you said that i can't even wait to talk about carly because i feel like they uh, they did some really cool stuff there too like the telenovela soapy dynasty yes. like jane the virgin vibe for Carly that we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say this about Carly's dress because like Joss was there to see Carly at Charlie's. And I, I realized I talked about Joss's dress, but I have noticed that Carly's dresses have become shorter and flirty. Yes, totally. Like she's so fun. And I feel like she's closer to the giggly actress. Like obviously mm-hmm. she's acting, but like the actress herself is very laughy and giggly and, and bubbly. And I just think it's kind of, it's got to be interesting and fun for the characters to like play things maybe a little bit differently and play into different nuances because like Sunny has gotten a chance to do that for like a long time now, right? Playing yes. with different, like a different version um, of Sunny. So, so look, so the way that they did that was interesting, right? You've got the Brando stuff going on and then you've got this subtle 
interaction okay, mm-hmm. with Joss and Dex, where she basically hands ho- over, I feel, all her power the moment she says, let's keep this between us, specifically from my weenie boyfriend. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because <laughs> I know that's how Dex read that. Oh, yeah, big time. Okay, and then um, the sunglasses, and then she walked out of the back, and I was terrified because, like, not when she walked out the back, but when I saw the person with the hook. Yeah, yeah. Is- <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate back doors. They give me the creep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then she goes, and then the person has the hook, and then Brando. Like, I was like, what is happening? First of all. Is this one of those, like, what kind of an alley is this? Because, like, I mean, like, I feel weird about this. Like, is there, like, what's in front of the alley? Like, I have to imagine wall. And if there's no wall, then there's nothing. But there's probably a wall. How is it that Jocelyn walks out and the hook person kind of shows up behind her? And then Brando comes out. It's just weird. It's just weird how the hook got the jump on Brando. Because I feel like Brando opened the door mm-hmm. and then saw the, the, like, where did they come from? Because they didn't come from Joss's direction. Like, they came from, like, beside him, practically. I know. Like, I watched that scene so many times because I'm like, okay, I'm trying to capture the height of the person. Is it a man or a woman? Mannerisms. I'm like, they probably just put the lighting guy in here just for the sake of getting the scene cut. <laughs> I know, because I was like, it's Esme. Like, you know, Ava, the person who's going after Jaws. Yeah. Like, that's my, that's my, I just figured it was that. And I was also excited because I feel like it's a Halloween thing. But the last time they did like this Halloween dead body part bobble, it was Ryan coming back from the dead. And some people think that that's too predictable, that it's a Ryan and or an Esme. And people were throwing out some pretty, like, you know, interesting guesses. Like, some people actually threw out Rory. Whoa. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, we don't do actually. research here. We don't do research. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. I didn't press that comment. So there you have it. Don't know why. Hard-hitting non-facts. <laughs> Exactly. So like, so like the hook happens and I'm like, oh man, I'm like, Brando's going to take us. He's going to be like, boom, push. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> sorry. My brain is like, to be other, like, I'm so slow right now. But like, he was in the army. So I had so much faith in Brando. But yeah, so we all know what happened there. But like, I was shocked when like, Christina, she like came running toward the situation I realized that it was raining because at first to me I was like this is hilarious she's running toward the scary situation screaming so loudly (laughs) well it's exactly like a horror movie they never run away from the danger they run right into it it's always raining I mean I don't think she was wearing a white t-shirt but that's all I was missing and it wasn't raining when Joss left but that yeah. happens with rain sometimes where like it's not <laughs> and then it starts so that part's realistic everybody <laughs> if anybody felt weird about that I do not have a shame to say <laughs> what? I, I, that I got the answer today Yeah, is that you know Christina screamed she was yes. coming to the back alley she gave her story a bunch of times Yes, and all I kept thinking was so, like, she missed her whole shift then. So, like, who's running the bar? Like, 
And we got it's a little so bad. Like, it is so bad, but we also got a little bit of a nugget that uh, Phyllis still is around. I mean, her name yeah, was yeah. thrown down. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't thrown down. It was thrown, thrown out. out. Like, you know. yeah, no one's, no one's throwing down with Phyllis. <laughs> and she's so nice. And she gives out food to people in the neighborhood. So she's a saint. And um, so, but like, I like, I love that. Christina came in and the rumor has that she's going to be around for a while. So she's Ooh. there with Brando screaming hysterically. Sunny comes out. It's bad. Like it's bad. So bad. Like, it's really, it's really bad for Sasha. Like life isn't getting great, good for her. Like at all. It's getting worse. <laughs> so. It's getting great bad. <laughs> it's getting really bad. Um, and like, I love it. Like, I mean, I get it. You know, Sunny's all like serious, but in his mind, you could see that he's like, okay, so Brando's probably going to die. This is going to suck. You know, yeah. like, even though he's like, Brad is a fighter. You got this. Have some hope. He's like, I don't know. I don't think he's going to, I think he could die. Like, that's how I felt that was happening. Yeah, the sunny screaming part, I actually did make a note of it because I felt exactly the same way. I was like, yeah, he's a fighter. He's got this. He's like, nope. I think, he's, yeah, I think he's going to start going to make it. But what I enjoyed was like for a split second, the sunny mm-hmm. magic was back when I saw him interact with Christina when he's like, come here. Yeah. and tell me everything tell me everything really fast it's like it's so sunny like the sirens are going the police is coming and he wanted the story first and he wanted the information first I agree there was there's I like when I get little snippets of him because I do want a meshed version of Mike Sunny but more on the sunny side but a little bit more balanced well it just I don't care you know if you want to be a mix of like whatever you feel Mike is for me it's like you can be Mike but you could do it with accountability yes exactly you said the words that I was thinking yeah so eventually Dante and Jordan show up I was actually kind of worried when Dante and Jordan were together that Mm -hmm. he was gonna take off before actually getting the call okay I don't know why that bothered me because the whole time he's talking to Jordan I'm like when is that call coming through (laughs) <laughs> like your sister just saw it and plus you're talking about the case like I feel like you should have gotten this call by now so whatever they they show up and then soon after that everything moves to the hospital yes and so I couldn't help but notice Christina kept keeping a lot of physical space between her and Nina yes. either when they were standing by the counters or when they went to go sit down yes I couldn't help but notice Gladys was too distraught to be Gladys with Nina. She 100% and that shows, you know, how devastated she is, how she's worried about Sasha at the same time. She's worried about her son. I found that a little interesting too, that she forgot to be angry. So how did you feel about that? You know what I mean? Like this is like, cause it's Sunny's circle, right? This is his new circle. We actually got to see for the first time, I believe, like Christina mingling with Gladys and Sasha. Okay, this is the part, like, I'm glad that Christina was there and she's on her father's side. Ba, 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 ba. It's good that he, I just want to see her on the canvas, honestly. When it comes to Nina, they're starting to do that thing that we talked about, like, her having somewhat redeeming qualities, her integrating into his life in a real way. And trauma brings people together and I don't like it. Okay, not all trauma, more because it's Sasha. Yes, fair. Like, that's, that's what I think. Um, oh, okay. There was a what? part. <laughs> okay. We just talked about the whole. So when they're in this scene where there's Nina and Gladys, they're standing right in front of the room. Sasha lets Gladys go in first to see Brando. Yeah. And she said something to Sasha, like, 
my daughter or my lovely, or she treated her in such a way that a, a loving, kind, tender mom would. And Nina was just standing there. Like to me, it's like sometimes she doesn't register the fact that you ultimately still are very loving towards Sasha, but you just witness like ultimate love of this woman with Sasha. And it's like, it doesn't even phase her. You mean like Nina sometimes seems awkward when trying to help Sasha, that it doesn't come off like the way it does when Gladys does it? Exactly. And Gladys, you know, okay, yeah. such a like long way. And I just find it very interesting that Nina still hasn't found kind of her place. She constantly kind of perceives herself as a mom, as this person, blah, 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 blah. But when she has an opportunity to actually do it, it's always so weird. You know what? That is really interesting. And it takes a lot of talent to play that up, actually, because it's true. Like, because I know she can be a mother. I've seen her, like, you know what I mean? Like, like for a long time, she could, like, she didn't know about this mystery child. She didn't know if she had a child. Mm -hmm. And we saw that she was able to mother. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't need a biological child to mother. And she had that, you know? She had that with Charlotte. And she very much had it with Sasha. But even her relationship initially with Sasha, when she thought she was her daughter, was very, like, eager and very, like, mine. Oh, wow. She really did have that with Charlotte also. Yes. She's mine over Lulu. But you are right. Like, Nina has been able to support and be kind to Sasha. But I'm thinking of an elevator scene when something happened and Sasha didn't expect Nina to be nice. And then Nina was nice. And I look back now and I realized Nina was acting so proud that she was able to be there for Sasha. <laughs> and there is kind of like a childlike quality to like she's there to support her. But it also feels like a little awkward, almost like she doesn't exactly know how. Oh, 100%. I do. Yeah, no, you're do, you're right. I do see that. Something that did strike me, though, was when they mm -hmm. were all together. So, like, Nina was there, Sasha, Gladys, and Christina. They were all in a corner. But then mm -hmm. when Sunny reappeared, Christina got up immediately and ran to her father and hugged him. Yes. And I couldn't help but think in that moment about the first time Christina saw her father after he came back from the dead. Remind me. <laughs> Oh, okay. So I was, because I'm sorry, I was having a videographic memory. I, I could so tell. She, <laughs> so, Everything went silent. <laughs> so do you remember that she comes into the room, sees her father, and she had the most emotional reaction than anybody else. And even Carly mm -hmm. in the background was like, oh my gosh, she was like crying hysterically and saying I miss you like I was so like how terrible it was like she had the biggest most emotional reaction to him and it was interesting to me because part of me feels like you know she had an incredible reaction to that and then it's like she wasn't around for a lot of other things after and we really never got to see much after Sunny was back on the canvas and to me, I felt hope that that was them not forgetting how powerful the loss of her father was and how maybe a little extra attached she'll be. And while she is supportive of daddy, I kind of wonder if that hurt, that knowing what it was like to miss her dad and have him taken away, that vulnerability that has her run and cling to him almost like a little kid. Yeah. I actually kind of wonder how she's going to react. Like, is she going to react well when she sees Sunny very close with Dina? Like, right now, it's all whatever. It's a crisis. But mm -hmm. will she become possessive? Will she start to be act fearful? Huh. I can almost see that, especially with what just happened with Brando, reliving the fact that you can lose somebody so easily, 
by a random act of somebody doing something ridiculous. Like I kind of see that happening. I'd almost love to see how that's going to work out. It would be interesting because it would be about Christina, right? We'd mm-hmm. actually get to give some space to see like, because we've seen how Michael has processed this. But yes. in all that time, the Sunny Michael thing was going down. Like Christina was supposedly there in the background and we saw nothing as to how she reconnected with her father since he's returned. And there's, you're bringing up an interesting point too, because there's at one point when Christina's standing alone by the nurse's station and TJ has given, I think either part one or part two of the news. And yeah. he looks at Christina and he's like, you're alone. Like, I just found yeah. it very, like, I found it odd yet interesting that he would make that point to her. He said, you're alone, where's Sunny? Yeah. So that and it was interesting. it all together for me with like the hug and all of this and potentially what's going to come in the future. Because, like, even Dante, we've even seen Dante react to his father, and it's mixed. Like, even, it was, okay, so look, we already know, like, the two people Dex was, like, allowed to talk to, like, he bonded (laughs) with Joss, and then, obviously, he's, like, bonding with Christina. And it was Mm -hmm. interesting with her with Dante, right? Because she basically took a stance. Dante let her know that him and Michael are not on good terms, and that he attacked Michael. And when he's, when Dex kind of tried to make it seem better he said I'm all good with you know your dad um I'm all good with Brando which is true but he never Mm -hmm. said he was all good with Michael but Christina dismissed that she's like (laughs) I don't care if you're all good with Michael if my dad says it's okay it's okay and then she grabs her stuff and it's like let's go Dex so it's like you're rebelling against like your brother even (laughs) like it was so weird like her stance about her dad was clear cut and it's really interesting to watch because we have a few now we have an extra sibling to to like compare this to right because initially it was like michael's extreme then there's dante who legitimately can call them both on their extreme behavior while he's dealing with his own relationship with his dad by tiptoeing Mm-hmm. that's already complicated now throw in an additional sibling with a little bit of competition of like well if dad says it's okay it's cool come on Dex I know he works for dad it's um I don't know it's getting kind of interesting with Sonny's kids it's getting real it's getting very real but it's like you said you know sometimes certain situations will bring you back to being a kid bring out that inner child and I definitely felt it when you describe re-describe that scene to me with her hugging Sonny mm-hmm. And then her in front of Dante. <laughs> another yeah. another fun thing about this whole storyline, which I loved, because it's like a, I don't know, it's a fun, typical soap opera trope. This whole Dex-Jaw situation where Sunny then turns around <laughs> and is like, no, I don't want you to stay away from her. I want you to secretly guard her with your body. <laughs> And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like between those scenes and like Rory kind of going, wait a second, I was just with Joss. Yes. And she didn't mention anything. And I just loved it. I got goosies when how quickly Sunny put together, wait a second. So, so wait a second, Jocelyn went out first. And that's what, Bran- that's who Brando followed and realizing the person could have went after Jaws. Yes. And I was like, kind of cool that they're making that because because we talked about an Ava Joss connection. Yes. Looks like there's another one. (laughs) Uh, Just talking about Joss and Dex, when Joss was speaking to Trina and literally just said his name, she like sparkled and went to like another place. Maybe in the dumpster. She does. She really does. And Trina sees it. And Trina 
is uh not liking the liars she's super open <laughs> like she's super open with rory she's like oh my gosh i want to talk about spencer did you know he has feelings for me and, and i was like oh um trina <laughs> like so she's she's on the honesty train like her and her and curtis are just oh yeah you know but i get it it's a sticky situation you know trina is coming off a lot of lies herself and also is friends with cam and I liked yes. how it, I liked how it all clicked, you know, like the look she gave. But there's this, and I don't know if maybe you noticed it. I feel like I'll have to pay closer attention. Mm-hmm. But um, Beardette thirty nine said this: Have you noticed Trina's dressed more and more like Jordan? Between her clothes and hair, they're looking more alike. It makes me wonder if Trina will turn to Jordan when her par- when her paternity is finally revealed. I didn't notice the similarities to Jordan, but I did notice overall her style was changing. Okay, yes, style was changing. But when I read this comment, I flashed back and I remembered when watching, <laughs> there were scenes when Cam was performing. Yes. And there were some scenes at the club where I did happen to notice some shared, some shared moments between Trina and um, Jordan. So it could, one could have been like the dancing fun times and yes. one could have been just like a passing comment. But I was like, oh, I remember thinking that's interesting that this interaction is like taking place like at all, right? Like it didn't need to be. A thing huh. but she was oh. respectful to Jordan remember and they spoke at the at the event last week yes okay that would be very interesting like just developing that whole new circle situation you know Ava's always in her corner and then adding oh, yeah. Jordan to the mix you know when Portia and her on the outs because she did sort of go to Jordan with the whole lies about her dad remember Jordan found her at the summit she found her somewhere Yes. Anyways, they've had their moments. They have had their moments, Jordan and Trina, on multiple occasions alone. Very, very interesting. Okay, so taking this to Ava for a sec, okay? So Mm -hmm. Sunny, so the whole Brando thing, right? Sunny kind of informs, like, Ava Nicholas that, like, he knows it's not Nicholas. Because, like, more people are getting hooked. And so um, I, there's a couple things I couldn't believe, okay? Mm-hmm. Actually, I can believe this. So first, Nicholas with Elizabeth. So he was really comfortable making Elizabeth think that she was crazy, kind of like <gasps> what he did to Ava. Yes. Being like, you're overreacting. Your nerves are frayed. And I'm like, are you serious right now? And um, I love how Elizabeth, I'm like, is this a joke that you're only asking this question now? Like, has Finn not been asking this to you? When she kind of goes, is this alibi to protect me or him? <laughs> and I'm like... Okay, everybody's having some new ideas all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) And then I couldn't believe that Nicholas, like, brought up, like, he threatened Portia. Yeah, he did. I was shocked. Like, I don't know what they're doing with his character, but I despise him at the moment. You know, gaslighting Elizabeth, manipulating and gaslighting Ava, um, trying to make her believe that this is love and that he cares. What he said to Portia... It's a lot to take in. Okay, so fine. Initially, I agree with you. Okay, so I'll I'll, I'll, I'll stay there for, for a minute. So first of uh-huh. all, I couldn't believe that he, like, threatened Portia. I was like, what? And then I was like, is he going to fight the bodyguard? But then I realized he brought <laughs> a bodyguard to fight a bodyguard in the hospital. And I'm like, are you insane? Because first of all, this is little to do with, like, it's, it's Ava. Ava has a say. And whether or not she had a bodyguard... The doctors, the staff, the hospital would have enforced what she wanted. Yes, so that's absolutely. just the thing that, that bugged me. And then they talked and he decided to comfort Ava and told her that if he were to murder her, 
it would have been more personal and he would have done it with his bare hands. And he wouldn't have outsourced it. Is this your version of him giving her an apology? Because I still haven't heard him say, I'm sorry for sleeping with Esme and saying that nasty stuff to you at the quarter mains. No, but he did say a bunch <laughs> of other things when he was like, um, he kind of just said, like, I'm a coward. I'm a snake. Like, I'm all those things. Part of me was like, kind of like Ava being like, okay, like, I feel so much better that you're owning up to all of this. And he's basically like, I'm a, I'm a pet. Like, I'm a love pet. Like, I'm a shitty human, but I love you. And he 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 cut through all that, right? Because by removing all that, he was able to kind of get her, at her feelings of, like, I love you. I'm stupid. But what I do know for sure is I love you. Can I love you the way you deserve? Probably not, but I love you. <laughs> so he made a lot of headway there. <laughs> so, um, but what did you think about her conversation with Sunny? Sunny. Okay. Their dynamic right now, I find, is off the charts. Like, he's so protective, you know, keeping an eye on her, wanting to know what's going on. I find it very interesting on so many levels because, you know, when he first came back to Port Charles, he didn't know how she had changed and how that whole circle and world had evolved outside of him. And it's almost like he's just caught up to the fact that, yes, she's a good mom. Yes, she's involved in multiple people's lives. No, Jostin just let her die. Like, there's a lot of things that have changed, right? And I thought it was so interesting that he kept pushing and pushing and pushing about Nicholas. But I also loved what Ava said in return to him about, like, love and making bad decisions and all of that, because to me, it felt like a low-key, like, respect, friendship, throw to Carly, but also very much comparing Nicholas to Sunny and their dumb decisions. I watched it twice. I was in <laughs> shock, because in that moment, because the thing is, like, I even asked the question, was that a distraction? Was mm-hmm. that, like, addicted? Like, what was that? And I think, I don't even, I think initially, I was like, baby, part of that was distraction, but when I think about she was in the zone. She yeah. was in she was in the men suck zone. Yeah. <laughs> and the honesty came out, right? Because she pushed Nina to go for Sunny. But mm-hmm. suddenly her perspective has changed. Like, because first of all, like, I mean, look, she slept with her daughter's boyfriend. Yeah. Fiance, whatever. And it's so funny whenever he's like, I am that kind of guy who sleeps with um his son's girlfriend and I'm like well so was she but like okay neither here nor there but it's like it's so weird <laughs> but this is so weird right like a lot of her wrongdoings are kind of coming like it's just the whole perspective is so weird you know like she wants to that now it's happened to her yeah. you know she pushed for what happened to Carly and it's happening to her Mm, okay. and, and so she's there kind of like in that vibe and so she pushed that but she's also not blind and all of a sudden she was putting Sonny and making him accountable notice he didn't agree or whatever he just sort of tried to like sidetrack like he normally does but I do feel he heard her because no one said it like that she's like you alienated Carly and you alienated your family and I could not believe those words flew out of her mouth and I feel like it's a bit of a clue like sometimes for fun they play up for animosity with Carly and then there's these like you said these low-key respect moments and I don't even know what to make of that but I was I don't know. Like, I found it extremely, extremely intriguing. And I thought it was interesting that Ava pulled Portia into the sordid details of her marriage <gasps> and warned her about yes. Nicholas. 
that was incredibly surprising. I didn't know that she, like, I know they have a friendship. They have a bond over Trina, but yeah, she just came out and said stuff. Yeah, I didn't know what to make of that. At first, I didn't know if pulling in Portia to the Elizabeth thing would then create some kind of weird friction between Portia and Elizabeth, but it didn't because Elizabeth Mm -hmm. ended up coming to talk to Ava herself. Yes, exactly. And I liked the way Ava handled it. She heard her and she's smart and she's savvy. She's kind of like Valentine, right? That's so true. She can, she can read between the lines and she read that there's something up with Elizabeth. It's not about Nicholas. So she understood to like call her on her stuff to a degree, but then backed off enough because she knows there's something wrong with Elizabeth and something vulnerable enough to be compassionate about. So that was interesting. And she never even outed Elizabeth when like she confronted Nicholas and Mm -hmm. that's the thing though like Nicholas gets me his initial his initial (laughs) apologies I was like nice save because he was like I was helping Elizabeth Uh uh-huh and I'm like sometimes he can really pull one out like sometimes he can really (laughs) like but then you know she asks the smarter question you know (laughs) well were you protecting Elizabeth or yourself like I understand that you're protecting a friend And I loved it when he started to kind of characterize the hurt between them. And I do believe they were also referencing the hurt of the hook because she was accusing him of possibly doing that. And then he framed all of those things as love bites. And I couldn't help but laugh because I'm like, (laughs) okay. So Brando was left love bitten behind the alley, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, I just thought it was such an interesting choice of words. I did too. I made note of it. And then to add on to that, when they're talking about Hayden, he's like, but I didn't love her. I'm like, so that makes it okay? <laughs> oh my God, I'm something so wrong with me because it, it it struck a chord with Ava when he said it. I know. You know, because that's what he said. He outsourced the murderer for Hayden because he didn't love her. But if he loves Ava, he would use his bare hands. That If that's not an expression of love, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Um, so, I, mean, I, I can't. And then, and, and then, what I what I thought was really funny was like our errors and judgment are like behind us, and I'm like, no, yours are present, like front right? and center. What are you talking about? It was so good. It was really super entertaining to me. Yes, it was entertaining. I was frustrated hearing it back from your perspective. Is helping a little make it funnier. <laughs> it was, it was, come on, that was so funny. And then he's like, "So we're all good." And then he tries to be all kissy boo boo, and she's like, "Almost." You know what I mean? Like they made some headway, but still, she needs time to think. And anyways, I was just funny because I was just thinking the song "Almost" doesn't count, and I was thinking of posting that. And then I thought it was so funny because the actor posted a song with the almost part like he actually posted a story of the two bits of the story that struck out that uh, stuck out to me also that's so like the like the love bite and then we posted a post where I said like something like Brando was love bitten and I should have added him because that was really funny like the love bite (laughs) comment was like the best and did you see his Thai food um like post that he made about him and Sunny No, I didn't. Oh, my God, Mel, it's going to make your life. Like, as soon as we're done, go on Marcus Coloma's page. It's a two-parter. Make sure to watch one first before the other. And he voices over some scenes with him and Sonny by the elevator. (laughs) And it's a voiceover of, like, Sonny asking him to go for Thai food. And him saying, I can't go for Thai food. I have to see my wife. And it just gets 
more and more ridiculous. That's so funny because I made a note that when there's that scene with Sonny and Nicholas by the elevator, but he does like Victor's accent, I died. He did? Sonny? Yeah, he's like something like, Victor. Like he did like the little accent. I was dying. Oh, yes, he did. He totally did. That was so funny. Okay. So some other pretty big things happened, but I have to say this first because it's so stupid and I couldn't let go of it. So Drew um, gets out of the water and that's all good at the pool to go to catch up with Marshall to give him an apology. But Marshall, the first thing he says was, I have to meet Epiphany. And then they cut back later and then he's like cutting it up with Drew and like having a full blown meal. And I'm like, I thought you were like minutes away from meeting Epiphany. And then I laughed because like immediately the guy's like, oh crap, Epiphany, I gotta go. So that kind of, um, I like that. <laughs> Duly noted, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's what, because look, so I didn't know what to make of the start of this storyline, right? Because when Drew and Marshall are together, I feel like, you know, like they just kind of sometimes throw in another character to push something forward. So Drew had yes. two of those. He had Marshall and he had Sam this week. And so, oh, Carly also had two. Well, not really. That was, so the, so she was at the airport and had a mm-hmm. woman there. So I was like, okay, so she's at this airport. But the moment I, I saw the screen go Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's where Carly was from. Yeah. And then I also got worried because I felt like, was it Nell also affiliated with Florida, be it where the transfer happened or something? That's something that struck a chord with me too. So I didn't know where Same. this was going. And so then I'm like, okay. And then when the scenes were moving forward at the airport, um, it was, you know, she confirms like I was from here and she's agitated because she doesn't really want to be there. Exactly. Um, what I loved was the purses and luggage. Cause I don't think I've ever really seen Carly like play with a purse or anything like that and talk about her phone. That's what I mean. It felt so, who is this? It felt like it was the actress, Laura Wright, almost. Yeah. Because no. here she, like, she's blabbering on about her phone. She's playing with the dog. <laughs> she's being all laughy, laughy. I felt that vibe too. Like, it's just, it's the whole like transformation vibe happening. Yeah, this is something you've been talking about for a long time, wanting to see for a very, very long time. You talked about this before, you talked about this before I think Jason and Carly were even a thing. I remember ages ago, before they even like pursued it, pursued it. Remember I kept saying, I don't know, like there's this weird vibe between Jason and Carly since he came back from the dead. And ever mm-hmm. since then, you were t- you would talk about this idea of like, well, if ever she wasn't with Sunny, that like you just always wanted to see Carly just be on her own. I did. I want to see yeah. her flourish. I mean, she even said she's been around these people since she's 22 years old. She's never had That's a chance striking. to just right to just be Carly to figure out what it means to make her choices without these men backing her up. So the whole Florida thing, I didn't know what to make of it when it's like, okay, so she met that woman at the airport. Fine. You know, like it it was all about like the Drew fantasies. And then she ends up in another location. She ends up at a a hotel and she's talking to this other woman. I'm like, I'm like, okay. So initially I am shocked Mm -hmm. that I am shocked that they brought up Ruby. Right. I was like, okay. Ruby, Ruby? <laughs> so, I mean, okay, I'm thinking here. I'm like, all right, well, you know, Luke's not really here. Bobby is there sporadically. Recently, they had that generational lunch and just sort of maybe like a nod and trying to hold on to some of General Hospital history regarding the Spencers. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, tying in a lot of things and also the facts, like if Ruby was in Florida, also fine. But then when Carly recognizes this woman further, because this mm -hmm. is a storyline I all, I thought was coming back when Nell came back, when Nell okay. came back into the show, I thought she was connected to Carly's dead best friend from her hometown. Okay. But it wasn't, it was just Nell coming back. Mm-hmm. So I was so shocked and had goosies that they actually touched on this because this is a story that has been told a few times about Carly's past. Mm -hmm. Now, it was very interesting because throughout General Hospital's history, we have like, you know, Elizabeth's rape storyline. Yes. And there was a storyline, I think, this, I think Oscar might have been alive, but either way, there was a time where, where like, Joss wanted to wear a certain dress, and mm -hmm. Carly sat her down on the couch and talked about the mistakes she'd made and made sh statements about older men. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And I do remember the story of her dead best friend mm -hmm. and the, the, the idea of the dad I, I mean, it might have sound familiar, but it was a it was really jarring hear her say she was sixteen. Right, like I'm listening to the whole story. This woman trying to like take her down a peg, and Carly held her own really well because that must have been so awful to relive those moments and be in that place and be confronted by this woman. And you know, Carly has struggled in the past in terms of leaving who she was behind and remembering and being confident in the decisions and the life that she's created for herself. And that pause and that moment where she said, I was 16, like my heart ached. I know. And I love that in that moment, it was almost like Carly was mama Carly to herself. Yes. And also yes. acknowledging the name because Carly was the name of her best friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so having all of those little details being brought back up, I had freaking goosebumps. I, but like, even at the table though, before this truth came out, the woman and her views, mm -hmm. like just generally, and this whole idea of like women as temptress, oh. like seducing the helpless man. Yeah, yeah. And so what struck me a lot in that is that Carly did in her own way, say like I was 16 there is no it was my fault but I also couldn't help but notice Carly couldn't say more clearly what that all was yeah. all she could manage to say in those scenes was I was 16 I couldn't say no I loved you all she did hold her own but I can't help but notice that that has never been something she has fully acknowledged she has had the reputation of being this like husband seducer like when she came on but it was really jarring hearing her again the fact that they they put an age to it I was 22 when I met like Jason and Sonny you know so she was in her 20s when she showed up and seduced like Bobby's husband it's really weird to put these ages to it right? and it's really weird to hear this because it's like you know like Carly was abused here and exactly. this is not a thing she like that has ever been acknowledged as a part of her story it's always been like she's like I've made mistakes and it's mm -hmm. been bad and all this stuff so this is I don't know like the layers and the possibilities and I wonder where they're gonna go with this because this is a huge revelation for Carly to have to like have blocked something out mm -hmm. and then to be confronted with it but also in a way defend herself sort of and sort of acknowledge what happened to her in that, that moment. So I am like very curious where this is going because this is a huge bomb to be dropped and then head to Aruba. 
I know. We're peeling away the layers. We're trying to figure out who Carly is. You know, she mentioned to Joss that she feels very untethered and that she's trying to put herself back together. And we had to go really far back to understand parts of her trauma and where she needs to go now. Like, it was wild. Because she can relate to Nell in that whole, I didn't have anything, right? We, yes. That was highlighted to us. We did know that she had come from nothing and that she envied certain things. So it was just really interesting watching that all tie in. Aside from like the serious parts of it, I did appreciate on the funner side, like things mm-hmm. like, you're so-and-so, husband to so-and-so, mother. Like, I loved it because <laughs> yes. it, to me, it was such a dynasty moments yes totally and so i really love the soap and the soap vibe well even the decor the lighting uh it was very like over the top dramatic which i very much enjoyed i did and i just wondered like obviously at this point drew can't get a hold of her and more serious things are happening i mean i think for drew ultimately he has more and more reason to seek her out in aruba Egg. Oh my god, that's exactly what I was thinking on on the, you know, taking away the serious part. I was like, the sexy side is coming. <laughs> oh man, like before we get there real fast, because it was kind of like a quick and fast scene, but mm-hmm. like the alone time between Willow and Drew and how she snapped and he's being Drew and being like, okay, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not a secret. Women get tired, pregnant. What's going on? What do you know? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so bad. But they're basically reminding us that storyline is still happening. Exactly. Um, but good luck to them because apparently they went to the hospital. So I don't know when that drama is going to break out at all or if it will. Because supposedly know. that's where Michael and, and Willow were headed. Yes. But Nina has already come back. It looks like it's been a whole other day because she came back in a new outfit. <laughs> you know what's funny you said drama brings people together nobody else actually left except for nina not huh. that tied in is she oh no she's not nobody cares <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> how did you what did you think about drew's scenes with sam they were <laughs> those two because sam sometimes i can't read her face uh sometimes she looks serious when it's not really a serious thing He's so excited about his daughter, but she's, like, 10 feet away at a table with headphones. <laughs> like, okay, there was something I really, I wrote this, and I don't think I can fully explain it, but I okay. said it was nice seeing Sam like this with Drew. I feel like it's been a long time since we've seen, like, just Sam. No, I, that's a really good point. Like, I loved seeing her just kind of standing on her own, having a daughter-mom date. Like, that was, I appreciated that very much. And also, like, letting us know what her connection to Carly is and that she, you know, is her supporter and her friend and in her circle. I liked that. I just felt like, I think the word is personality. Like it's coming to me now. Like I felt we saw a little bit of Sam because with the scenes with Dante, there's just been a lot of drama that they've been sorting out and a lot of cute lovey-dovey stuff. And I found like we got Sam, like Sam was just speaking freely about all these changes. Like I feel like the last time we got like this honest perspective from Sam was when like, I think she was probably talking to Carly or something about what her life with Drake was like. And when she was struggling with being in a relationship with Jason or just the moments that she was with Dante talking about her perspective of what it was with Drew, like that I was never really with Drew because I actually always thought he was Jason when they were in like Monaco. 
So it's just really interesting. I feel like this is one of those moments where we're just getting a little insight into like how she's feeling or thinking about things. And mm-hmm. I did love hearing her talk about that. You know, I always describe Carly as like Jason's friends, but then I just thought it was an interesting choice of words. She's like, she didn't say, but she's my friend. She said, Carly and I have gravitated toward each other. And she came off a little protective. Like, yes. we just, like we just are. But then when you talked about her, her like scrunchy face, I didn't understand what her scrunchy face meant because she used it when she said, I just hope you, you two can get your timing right. Okay. So now that you're, so two things I'm thinking of, we always placed Sam and Carly as more sisterly than yes. friends. So her comment really makes sense in the sister yeah. zone as yes. opposed to friend zone. And the scrunchy zone might just be like her timing has often been off with guys and it takes a little bit of time and she just wants to make sure that it works out for them. So now that I'm like rethinking about it, I think it was like a good scrunchy face. So when you talk about timing, are you talking about Sam's timing in relationships or Carly's? Kind of both in a sense. Like, okay. You know, Carly and Jason, like how long did that go on? For, That's what I for felt it was happen? referenced to. But I also that... feel like with with Sam now and Dante, a timing thing because I feel like the whole Lulu situation, them moving okay. in together, like timing wise there. Okay. I see. But yeah, I, I did in the end love it. And it's a new scout, right? Or am I crazy? Totally new. Okay. (laughs) Good for Sam. Lots going on. New, like, new roomies all around. Not just Dante. Even her children are new. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And, okay, we had a really great scene with Miss Wu, Britt, and Brad. There was, like, a couple of scenes with Miss Wu this week. I love her. What are you thinking? She's in the credits one. I don't know if I just noticed that, but I noticed that this week. Um, I mean, look, she's taking over. I loved her scene with Brit. I'm so intrigued by the mention of 2016. Yes, me too. Like, what the heck went down? And my favorite, 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 I got so excited when Miss Wu and, and Brad switched it up to talk shop in front of Brit. Oh my God. Okay. So Perry Chen, he actually made a post about this because he had mentioned to the writers that him and Miss Wu speak the same Cantonese dialect and they actually kind of took him up on it and wrote that into the script. So it's really very exciting on so many fronts. I couldn't tell you how excited I was when they started speaking and then they had the subtitles because there was a few scenes back where he t- they t- they even made like an Asian reference, like an actor or something, or she, mm-hmm. I, I forget what she referenced, but he kind of even thanked her for the reference or something like that. But I love it. I love that they did that. I don't know why, but it just made me so freaking excited that that even happened. I love her. So, I mean, really. <laughs> but I'm like concerned, right? Because they're basically reminding us that... Like, like this is a real thing that happened. There's real pressure that Miss Wu's putting on Brit. Brit yes. is truly feeling guilty about Brad's path. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. How am I not saying these things? Okay. So, the whole <laughs> Carly scene, there's some people that are kind of wondering, given what we've just heard, that there was some kind of relationship she had at the age of 16, mm-hmm. um, if there's an adult child out there. Oh my, all these like babies that are coming out of nowhere that are like adults, like I'm done. (laughs) I know, I know. But like, I mean, someone said this, but it would be gross. And then I had, then I had, then I had other thoughts and I'm like, Uh they all slept with Michael. So that would be weird. But like, 
at first someone says Laura Palestini said, yep, Nell is her child, but she doesn't remember. And I was like, oh my God, no. But, but that's, but I forgot about Michael, right? But in a way that would have been so weird if that were the case, you know? Um, And then I thought, oh, maybe it's Sasha. But then I'm like, no, everybody slept with Michael. So it can't be any of those people. It can't be, no. (laughs) Anyways, if you have any suggestions who did not sleep with Michael, let us know. But speaking of like random adult children, this I found interesting. It's again from Bernadette39, but this is what she had to say about um, like Cody and Mac. She Mm -hmm. said, so with Dante and Mac, I feel like we're getting the opposite story. So with Dante, he's the good guy while Sonny is the bad guy, questionable guy. And then with Mm -hmm. Mac, he's the good guy while Cody is the bad, questionable guy. Okay. So Mm -hmm. this this was like a comment about our last episode. And then she had this to say about the Finn-Spencer connection, which I thought was interesting. She's like, with Finn and Spencer, remember they were in the quartermains together and Finn was trying to like, okay. So then it says... Finn slept with his dad's fiance wife. So maybe the pairing is for Finn to help Spencer repair his relationship with his dad. Uh, maybe. Okay, maybe. I just thought it was an interesting parallel connection, this idea of like, because it happened. It's hard <laughs> to say, you know, Finn, and, <laughs> Finn slept with his dad's like wife person. Yeah. So okay. it's like the opposite. So maybe what do you what he's what he could do for Spencer? Say, you could get him back. <laughs> I don't know. Or like I can sleep yeah. with Ava for you. I don't. That could happen too. You know what I mean? I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Okay, Miss Wu had another encounter this week with Cody. Oh what yeah, the actual ass. <laughs> well, look, it's just getting interesting, and I think Cody just needed a lot of reasons, and they really went to bat to give Cody some reasons. So Miss Wu was a reason. Um, like Brooklyn gave him some reasons to stay. Leo gave him some reasons to stay, and I think it's interesting. Look at Cody bonding with Leo. Right, it's super cute. But so then, like Dante made that ominous comment about like basically Cody protecting Dante from something. Like he took the rap for something. Yeah. I want to (laughs) know. But Dante doesn't seem to carry any guilt about it at all. He's like moved on with his life. So I am interested to know what that's about. But I feel like there was a few things that happened, you know, like that just sort of cemented Cody's decision to stay. It's just that Brit looks like the last to know. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I forgot this, but I just want to go back to Jordan and Stella real quick. So some things that kind of stuck out to me. Jordan saying, "Um, this was so unlike you, Stella. I'm like, opposite land. It's not (laughs) unlike her at all. And then when Stella goes, I don't want you taking the blame. I'm like, you never once stopped her. I know, and part, I will bet you. And part of me is like, Jordan, you could have just said nothing. I would have just went with nothing, but she threw in that whole story. And I just feel like it's so incredible. Like after everything Stella put Jordan through, she's doing this. I know, but I also think that, yes, Jordan thinks she's family, but she's keeping Stella close to this whole DNA situation. <laughs> I know, right? Because it was like, it was like a twofer. Right? So she's helping her. And then she got all this information. So, like, she's pretty positive about the whole Trina scenario. I feel like Jordan's going to blow. She's going to blow. Like, if, if Curtis keeps attacking her, especially yep. about honesty, 
I think Jordan's going to blow. And even Sunny kind of give a clue. Oh, I've never seen you rattled. And it wasn't rattled about like the case. And I have to admit, love Jordan. I loved that because I feel like this Jordan is getting back into the essence of the or like the previous Jordan's character, right? Where yes. she's like a badass and cold. And we always said that the like Jordan was like the female Sunny. And but I didn't like that Jordan was badgering Sunny, like, come on, help me out, give me answers, tell me, solve the case. And I was like, no, 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 no. that's your job. It's your job, actually. I don't know. Like the mob is not gonna run around hooking people. Right? Well, I mean, I don't know, but like, no, like, I don't think so, based on like poor Charles anyway. How I know the families run. Um, I think we talked about all the things and covered the stuff. Yes. Fantastic. Okay, I did find a favorite line, but as always, I will throw it to you first. <laughs> Stars of okay, so I searched and I wrote fave somewhere, but I don't think it's a specific line, but it was when Ned, it's about Ned, Brooklyn, and, and Chase. Yes. When he says, like, because, you know, he's... Let me, let me let me use words. I'll try. I'll try using a couple. <laughs> okay. So when when Chase is like, oh, you'll like, you know, hurt me if I hurt her or something like that. But I love what Ned did. He goes, well, I'll hurt you. Yeah, sure. In addition to what Brooklyn would do to you. Like, I love that. Right. You know yes. what I mean? Acknowledging she could take care of herself, but he's still protective of her. So I thought that was adorable. I totally agree. I love that. Um. Okay. Random observation. Yeah. <laughs> On Monday, there was so much talk about iced tea, but I couldn't okay, put it I'm together. Sorry. I'm sorry. Me too. And I started to wonder, <laughs> should I dig into this iced tea? And then I'm like, is it about the ice princess? Is the weather changing? And me too, I started to feel a bit weird about the iced tea. Okay, I'm going to keep tabs on that just because, like, you... <laughs> I want to keep my finger on the pulse about iced tea. <laughs> if anyone hears anything, you better let me know. Yeah, because that was, like, so weird. Okay, and then, okay, my favorite line was when Miss Wu and Cody were talking, and Cody's like, I'm not bleeding. I'm assuming that's why you don't recognize me. I know. That was so funny. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready to throw out some stars. Are you? Yeah, throw all catch. Oh, oh, wait, no, I have two other observations. I lied. (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, tiny observation. When Joss and Cam were having a slightly background, not background conversation, when she finally asks him, like, so how's your mom doing? How's everything going? I'm like, how much time has passed? Like, this is weird. I know. (laughs) I know, but I love how they discovered each other's interests. I know. (laughs) Like, that's nice. That's good. Okay, another super weird um, observation is when Dex and Christina first started talking before Dante got there, the music was so ominous. It really like, ominous. Like, yeah, it totally creeped me out. It was like super weird. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna look, back, I'm gonna look out for that. Back to stars. So I'm gonna give a star to Sasha, Gladys, Christina, shirtless Chase. Shirtless Drew. Damn. I have to Carly, Carly scenes. Of course, Carly scenes. Ava. Did you say Ava. 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 No, fantastic. I'd like to like leave some stars for you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to give a star to Jordan for biting back a Curtis, and yes. a star to Nicholas for sometimes winning me over, but also for the actor for making those hilarious <laughs> videos that you have to check out. They will make you laugh. Right. Okay. And a star to Brad and Miss Wu for their Cantonese yes. and stealing yes. that scene all together. Um, oh I want to know who he gave his number to. <laughs> That's I don't just know. me. <laughs> we'll find out. 
All right, folks. Talked about all the things. We covered all the stuff. All the that, stuff. That's a wrap. <laughs> Have a fantastic weekend. Bye. Bye.